Welcome back to The Blackout. We are coming to you from BellyUpSports.com, and this is the Week 11 Pick'em Pod, where Alan and I will bring you value picks for this week's slate on the ESPN College Pick'em. So, Alan, as we work deeper into the college football season, we have to get things started. I didn't introduce myself, so let's do that real quick. He's Alan Denton. I'm Thomas Black. Alan, are you ready for the final four weeks of the season to try and to move into contention up at the top of the standings and win some prizes? And listen, man, as, as we grow ever closer to the end, every pick, every point becomes that much more important. So the, the stakes get higher, the board gets compressed, the rivalries become more heated. So I'm excited to see what happens. Very good. Let's look at the standings to make sure everybody's in tune with what is going down. The stakes are huge because our leader, Bruce, has been dominant the last couple of weeks. He now has 404 points on the season. In second place, we have Ted, who has 392 points, but he is 12 points back of the lead. He's leading the pack for a pair of Yeats sunglasses and a $50 Visa gift card. And then in third place, we have a new contestant stepping into one of the final three positions. His name is Alex. He has 386 points. He's 18 points off the lead, and he is leading the rest of the pack for a $25 Visa gift card. So, Alan, there's some cool prizes out there. We've got some tight competition at the top, and then you and I are lingering just in the shadows a little bit, trying to work our way right up there to the top of the leaderboard. That's exactly right. Hey, I'm glad old Alex Chapman gets a gets a nice shout-out on the podcast. He's a, a, a longtime listener and friend of the pod. Good for him for being in that top three. Definitely. Alex, appreciate your participation in the contest and glad you have yourself in a position, at least for now, contending for some prizes. Hopefully that uh, you get there or somebody honorable finds their way into that position if they can chase you down. So That's right. <laughs> Alan, you and I are just a little ways back. I am in sixth place, 382 points, 22 points off the lead. I've gone 62 and 38 in my picks so far this season. And you, sir, are in a tie for ninth. You have 375 points, you're 29 points off the lead, and you've gone 61 and 39 in your pick so far this year. And Alan, because we're so far back, both 20-plus points back at this point, we are in the top 10, but as you mentioned on the Pick'em Rewind, man, it's starting to feel like maybe we're playing for second or third rather than first at this point. Yeah, it it, it kind of feels like I'm I'm working for number two at this point, as many points back as I am. There's only a couple of people it feels like that can still kind of reach back up and and grab Bruce. But listen, I'll take a top two or three finish. I ain't too proud to beg for that. Definitely not. And you know we'll see. I think this next week or two would be the time that we really need to see that lead cut down to be able to have a run at the top position. So I think we still have a chance, but it's getting slimmer and slimmer our margin for error is not very big right now yeah exactly we we almost have to have everything go right from here on out 
Definitely. All right. As we move into week 11, Alan and I have the duty of giving each of you out there, our listeners and contest participants, a couple of value picks. Now, coming off of week 10, Alan, you picked up 45 points. I picked up 42. Because you got the lead on me last week, you're going to start us off. So where do you want to go for your first value pick this week? Well, you know, in the Rewind Pod, we talked about and in some ways really hailed the Texas A&M Aggies uh, as a team that that's been pretty impressive but also a team that is quite vulnerable we talked about the fact that even at home against an Auburn team that has been good but not overwhelmingly great their defense was very stout but their offense was again fairly lackluster and and so when I see them going on the road against a team that can put up points pretty much against anyone and everyone, my red flags start flying up a little bit. Texas A&M is a a two-and-a-half-point road favorite at this point, which puts them in a really, really scary place, in my opinion, on the board. That puts them at a three- or a four-point value if you were to pick it based on a spread. I think this one is going to be close, but I like home teams – and I like where this Ole Miss defense is in comparison to how explosive the AM offense is. If they can stop Isaiah Spiller, I really like Matt Corral as a dude that can just make things happen, even against the best defenses in the land. I've got Ole Miss at home in that two to three range. Oh, man, Allen, for now, I'm going to bypass my top confidence pick. Because my second value play goes with the exact same matchup. Texas A&M at Ole Miss. But, Alan, no, sir, I'm going on the exact opposite side. I'm going (laughs) to stick with the Aggies, and I am going to push them up in value, and I will tell you why. So, you mentioned in your rundown that this Ole Miss defense needs to stop Isaiah Spiller. Now, I think that would be advisable. The question is, can Ole Miss do it? So I'm going to lean on past performance and what we've seen out of the Ole Miss Rebels this year in their games against the best competition they faced. And Alan, I am solely focused on the Ole Miss defense and what it does against the run. So in their loss earlier this season, 42-21 to at Alabama, the Crimson Tide ran the ball 50 times for 210 yards, 4.2 yards per carry. Okay. Well, they won a game later against Arkansas, 52-51. That was a wild game, back and forth. Arkansas ran the ball 58 times for 350 yards, 6 yards per carry. Then, in a game that you witnessed firsthand, Ole Miss on the road at Tennessee getting the win, 31-26. The Tennessee Volunteers ran the ball 50 times for 222 yards, 4.4 yards per carry. I've got two more for you. In a loss at Auburn, The Tigers ran the ball 46 times for 207 yards, 4.5 yards per carry, getting that win against Ole Miss, 31-20. And then, most recently, against Liberty. We talked about it in the Pick'em Rewind. Ole Miss may have gotten out to a big lead in this game. They ended up holding on for a win, 27-14. But Liberty, man, they ran the ball 55 times for 284 yards at 5.5 yards per carry. So my contention would be that Ole Miss cannot stop the run. I don't like their defense in this matchup. And, man, you flip it over to the other side. You mentioned Isaiah Spiller. 
He's run the ball 144 times this year for nearly 900 yards, 6.1 yards per carry, and his running back mate, Devon A. Chain, has run it nearly 100 times this year for over 700 yards at 7.4 yards per carry. I like the running game of Texas A&M in this one against the Ole Miss defense. I don't think Ole Miss can stop it. And if they even do slow down those guys, I think it's because they're loading up the box, and I think that's going to open up a lot of avenues for Zach Kazada to throw the ball. Either way, I like Texas A&M in this game on the road. So I'm going the opposite way, man. This is a value pick for me, and I'm going to say with Texas A&M as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, sure, the spread would say you, you take the Aggies at a three or a four, but Allen... I'm taking the Aggies up at the top half of my board this week. I'm not really sure exactly where it's going to fit, but it's going to fit somewhere in the six through nine range. I really like Texas A&M in this matchup. Wow. Okay. Bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it pays off for him. Hey, listen, man, this is one of those games that I'm rolling with the guy that's, that's the Heisman contender. You know, like Matt Corral's got 16 touchdowns, two interceptions, he can run the ball. He can throw the ball. Absolutely electric. Um, Calzada can be mistake prone. Now, I'll, I'll give you this. They've really gotten rolling. But two of their four wins over the past four games and their winning streak has been against some some crap teams. Missouri is some hot garbage. South Carolina, for the most part, is some fried chicken, bro. Like They're not very good. And it just goes to show you how bad Dan Mullen's Florida team is playing right now, that they got smoked by him. This Auburn team was a, was a good win, but they play really, really well at home, which would make a, a ton of sense. But I'm just not sold on this offense being fantastic and being able to, to hang with over the course of 60 minutes with this Ole Miss offense. So I, I do think that this is going to be a fascinating and fun game, though. It is going to be a fun game. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating from the pick'em slate because, Alan, there are going to be people on both sides of this thing. No doubt about it. There's going to be people on Ole Miss. There's going to be people on Texas A&M. Yep. And it's going to be really interesting to see where those values fall. But I'm going to take this physical defense of Texas A&M against Corral. You know, he's been kind of banged up the last few weeks. He wasn't as viable in the running game against Liberty. I think that was probably a precautionary thing by yeah. Lane Kiffin and the staff. So maybe he's healthy by this week, but I think there's still a chance he's a little bit banged up. And I think this Ole Miss offense, though it is very explosive, I think we've seen a couple of times this year where they've been limited. And going up against a special defense like Texas A&M has, I think they may be able to limit Corral and company. <laughs> Let the games begin, my man. <laughs> Let's do it, Alan. I can't wait to see who comes out on top. So I skipped over my top value play because we were both on that one. Where are you going for your second value pick this week? Well, man, I've never been able to physically go out west, so I just keep going out west and living through all these value picks. Let's go all the way back out to San Diego State, a familiar foe this year on the Pick and Pod. And somebody that, as we have talked about, is also offensively, we'll say stunted. Even though they are 8-1, and one, number 22 team in all the land, again hosting a pretty good home game. I mean, it feels like they've played every single game at home this year that I remember picking them. And, and so they are playing at home against Nevada. San Diego State is a 
two and a half point favorite, which again would tie them with that Ole Miss A&M game, puts them at a three or four. But here's the thing. Nevada really reminds me of a, a slightly less quality Fresno State team who beat this very same San Diego State team a couple of weeks ago. You know, Nevada is averaging 36 points a game. As we've seen, this San Diego State team struggles to score more than 20. In fact, they haven't scored more than 20 in their past four games. Last week against Hawaii, they only scored 17, and that's a, an okay Hawaii team. But this Nevada team is 7-2. and two. They are 4-1 and one in the conference, just like San Diego State is. I'm flipping this one, and I'm going to go with the Wolfpack, Nevada, as a three or four, getting the outright win on the road. I like it, Alan. I'm going to be going the same place on my board. I like Nevada in this matchup. They've got a quarterback in Carson Strong who throws the ball all over the place. And like you said, I think you're completely on it. I think that this Nevada team is a lesser quality version of the Fresno State team that I picked and I put as a value pick against San Diego State a few weeks ago. I felt very much like giving this as a value pick myself when I first saw the slate. I don't like Nevada quite as much as I liked Fresno State in that matchup. There's some reasons for that. This Nevada team doesn't run the ball all that well. I don't think their defense is as good as Fresno State's. I think that San Diego State can run the ball on them, but ultimately over the game, if it plays out with Carson Strong playing his typical game, not turning the ball over a bunch, I do think Nevada is the right side in this game. So I'm going to be taking the Wolfpack as well in an upset, and I'm going to have Nevada probably in a similar spot to you on my board, no higher than a three or a four. I could see this thing maybe even a little bit lower than that, but I think it's above a one. I think somewhere between probably a two and a three, maybe a four on my board as well yeah lower half for sure this isn't something i'm gonna like push up the board crazy amount but it's worth the flip in my opinion very understandable and i agree completely i hope that we see some people picking nevada because we've talked about it a lot there are going to be a lot of people who don't listen to this podcast and who see a ranking beside san diego state's name and a better record and they're going to go with the aztecs and i understand why but I think there's a decent chance that Nevada is the better team in this matchup. Yeah. All right, Alan, for my top value pick, I skipped over it because we had to talk about Texas A&M Ole Miss, but for my top value pick, I'm going to lean on a matchup with another offense that runs the ball against a defense that I think is good, but a little susceptible to the run. So I'm going to talk about a lot of the same things we talked about in the Texas A&M Ole Miss game. This one in the Big Ten, Michigan at Penn State. Okay, now as we record here on Tuesday night, this is a pick em. So you could be justified in taking either team in this game, and uh, you'd put it at the very bottom of your pick em board at a value of a one. But Alan, I have the same concerns about Penn State's defense that I talked about with Ole Miss's defense. Now, against the teams that can really run the ball, what have we seen out of the Nittany Lions this season? They started off the year with a win at Wisconsin, but the Badgers ran the ball 58 times for 180 yards, 3.1 yards per carry. Now, that's not extremely impressive, but it was consistent. Then, in a game against Auburn, Penn State allowed the Tigers to run the ball 40 times for 182 yards, 4.6 yards per carry. Let me keep on going because I've got a couple more. And triple overtime against Illinois, this is the big one. The Fighting Illini ran the ball 67 times for 357 yards, 
5.3 yards per carry. And then finally, in the loss at Ohio State, Penn State surrendered 161 rushing yards on 34 carries, 4.7 yards per carry. So, Alan, I see some consistency in the fact that Penn State, while they are talented and while they are pretty good defensively, I think they're not great against the run. They're going up against one of the best rushing offenses in the country in Michigan. Now, there are some concerns there because Blake Corum is banged up. He left the game against Indiana last week after only one play, but early indications are coming off of Jim Harbaugh's radio show and things like that. It sounds like there's a decent chance he's going to play this week. Either way, I like Michigan in this matchup. If Blake Corum's on the field, it's a huge bonus, so that's going to be something I'm watching as we go deeper into the week. But Blake Corum, Hassan Haskins are awesome in the backfield. I think they've even opened up the door that Cade McNamara has been a pretty good quarterback for them this year. So what they have going on with their offense is pretty balanced offensively. There's some question marks with health in the passing game as well with Andrell Anthony and Eric All. But as long as a couple of these guys are back, I really like Michigan in this matchup. On the other side, they're going up against a Penn State team with Sean Clifford, who's been pretty good this year, but has been banged up, and a Penn State team that has absolutely no running game. With Michigan, you've got one of the better defenses in the Big Ten. So, Alan, I like Michigan's defense to contain Penn State's offense, not give up a ton of plays in the passing game, and on the other side, be able to run the ball well. So, I like Michigan in this game. Again, it's a pick 'em, so you could be justified in taking Michigan or Penn State at a value of a one on your confidence board. But, Alan, I'm going to take the Wolverines to win this game on the road, and I'm going to put it in the exact same spot in that lump group of teams that I am with Texas A&M. It's going to be one of the top half picks on my board, so I'll take Michigan somewhere between a 6 and a 9 this week instead of a 1, as the spread would suggest. Wow, okay. Man, the, the thought of putting this in the top half of my board gives me the lactose intolerant squirts. Like it's bad. <laughs> it just it just wrecks me, bro. And so I do like everything that you said in regards to the fact that Cade McNamara has turned into a I would say top third Big Ten quarterback. I mean he's really become efficient. Again, he never should have left the game against Michigan State. That was a kind of a fluke loss, even though you and I have sat here and said that there are times that Michigan should have lost games that they ended up winning. Sometimes those things even out over the course of a season, but Penn state is a viable opponent. As you mentioned, I don't have a great read on this one yet, but regardless of which way I go, it's probably going to be right there at that one level, just because I don't know that I have a great read on it quite quite yet and I like Sean Clifford he just typically finds a way to win and the the inexplicable loss earlier in the the year against Illinois was when he was clearly injured and playing through that so we'll see if James Franklin is already getting his suntan lotion ready to be the next coach at USC but this feels like a really big one for them Yeah, it is a really big game, no doubt about it. It's just in this slate where we have a whole bunch of games where we have favorites of one score. In some cases, it's a field goal or less. Really, there's not a big difference between any of those games to me. So I I am totally comfortable if I find an edge moving a game up really high and my board with a bunch of games that seems like there's going to be one team win by one score. So I like Michigan in this one. I just think that defense 
is really solid. I think the running game is really, really good. I think maybe it could be the best running game that Penn State has faced so far. So the fact that, like I said, with the historical factor of what they've given up consistency-wise in the running game, man, I think that that sets up Michigan for success. And if Blake Corum is on the field with Hassan Haskins in this backfield, I think that Michigan has a really good day running the ball. With this being in Happy Valley, though, that just – (laughs) <laughs> I, just, I can't even describe what that does thinking about it. This is going to be a, a low game, but I, I do. I like what you're saying, though, because run travels. Being able to run the ball travels, and this Michigan team has been able to be very physical throughout the course of the year. Maybe it's just that I just don't trust Harbaugh, but this feels like a true 50-50 game that, listen, as you mentioned, you've got to push somebody up the board. This just won't be the crew that I'm pushing for. <laughs> I can't blame you, man, but let's just say ESPN College Pickums are not for the faint of heart, and no. I will not be deterred. So give me the Wolverines. Let's go, Jim Harbaugh. Let's get this thing done because your running game's solid, and I'm going to back it all the way to some points on Saturday. I like it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan. We have got to get out of here until next week where we are going to return with another Pick'em Rewind and a Pick'em Pod. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter. You can follow Alan at AD on the Blackout. You can follow me at TB on the Blackout. So, Alan, we've got some differences of opinions this week. Sometimes we're more in line with each other than we certainly are headed into Week 11. But I hope at least one of us finds a way to come out with a really solid week because it's It's going to matter a lot as we get deeper into the season. Four weeks to go. We have got to finish strong. So, Alan, thank you so much for your time, and good luck this weekend, sir, because, hey, we're not exactly on the same page as we head into this Saturday. That's exactly right, man. Godspeed to you as well. This feels like a week where I think you and I being on different pages is very indicative of how the board's going to look this week as well. It could be a pretty great week and a shuffling week so we'll we'll see how it all shakes out no doubt about it alan thank you so much for your time and i can't wait to do this again next week yes sir see you next week Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.